Hey there, before I play this conversation, I want you to know that this episode might most benefit the older students who listen here. Hi, so glad you came here today. Or maybe you, the parent of a child who's showing interest in eventually studying art after leaving the home. Glad you're here as well. I want to say a disclaimer that I don't think that art school is for just anyone who's interested in studying art. In fact, I'm going to give you some afterthoughts after the main interview here with Felicity that might help you form a decision on what to do to grow your skills post high school without having to shell out the dough for a college education. I know. Be sure to listen to that. I talked with Felicity Harrison this time last year. She and her mom had some questions about what art school was like as she was trying to decide what the next steps were for her future. It's a year later now, so Felicity has pivoted to working more on her business, Stars and Lemons, but our conversation was helpful for her to try to figure out how to spend her time. Mid-interview, she also has a question about drawing nudes in art school. So for any of the younger listeners, maybe the parent here needs to preview that question and answer prior to them hearing it. Or... Maybe it will spark a great conversation if you already do things like picture studies or museum visits that involve the nude form. All right, enough said. Enjoy our talk. Hi, folks. Welcome back to Bestowing the Brush. I am in studio right now with a new friend of mine. Her name is Felicity Harrison. Felicity, could you tell us how old you are and um, a little bit about yourself? Hi, I'm Felicity. Um, I'm a homeschooler from Nebraska. Um, I'm a self-taught artist, and um, I like to act, and um, I spend a lot of time um, drinking tea and um, just being in my room. And I love Autumn so much, and I'm just so excited for this podcast. So let's get started. Awesome. Well, I'm so glad that you joined us today. Thank you for having this conversation with me. I think it will be really encouraging for moms out there and for other teenagers who might want to go to art school. So uh, that is what we are talking about today, folks. We are going to talk a little bit about what I experienced when I went to art school. And um, Felicity has some questions and her mom has some questions just about how that how that goes, what that world is like, um, what the classes are like, how rigorous it is, and I'm sure she has some really good questions for me. So, Felicity, you have the floor. What's your first question? Okay. Do they teach you all the different methods of art in one class or through different ones of your choice? Okay, that's a good question. So where I went, I went to the University of Nebraska at Lincoln, and they have a program there that's two years long. I believe it's, or maybe a year. Um, at least a year where you are learning visual literacy. So visual literacy has um, programs like you're always in a drawing class and usually that's figure drawing from life figures. Um, You're always taking some type of composition class and then there's other drawing classes where you're, you're more drawing things in perspective, how they ought to be with lines and like architectural features, things like that. And then um, 
then you go through things like clay work and sculpture and printmaking and oil painting. So those classes kind of all come secondary to your foundational classes about art and design and drawing. So okay. yeah, those that's kind of how they lead you through a program. And I'm guessing that most colleges are like that. So I went to a state university, um, but they have a really awesome art program and that's kind of how they take you through it. They really want you to have a good foundation of drawing and learning how to see. And then they kind of get you into all of the extra things on top of that, like painting. Okay. Um, do they teach you anything about art history? Or would that be a different course that you would have to take on? Sure, that's a good question. Um, you will have to take art history. If, if fine arts is your major. So for me, fine arts was what my major was called. And um, you will have to take a couple of those art history classes. But then from like your first year, from your second year on, you get to choose the types of art history classes that you take. Or if you want to really go more in the learning about art history direction, or if you want to go into your practice as a practicing artist. Okay. Um, next question. How invested are the teachers in actually making the people understand what they're talking about? If I wasn't understanding what they meant, would they be irritated if I asked different questions about it, even if they just explained? That's a good question. I think, as you know, all teachers are different. Like if you were to go to a different homeschooling mom's life, and to enter her world, it probably <laughs> runs a lot different than your mom's school. Um, so same with all your teachers, but you get to have a variety of teachers, and that's what's nice about college. And um, and some of you maybe are already in a high school like that as well, that you, across your subjects, get to have people who are experts in what they're teaching you. Um, so really... It just depends upon the personality of the teacher. I had some teachers who just, they loved questions. They loved getting student questions. They loved helping. They really were invested in you understanding the material. And then I got some who really just wanted to get on to the next thing they had that day, and they didn't have a lot of time. And one teacher in particular, I remember being really short with everyone all the time. It was kind of her personality, though. So we are just like, you know what? She's having a day <laughs> where it's her, you know, this is just how she is. Um, but we also really learned a lot from her because she was also very direct and she was not going to sugarcoat anything. So if you did a bad drawing, <laughs> she'd let you know. That's good. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, sometimes it's just, it all depends. And it depends on if they are a printmaker versus if they're a sculptor, that kind of influences how they teach their class so sculptors yeah. obviously you're more hands-on there's things you can get hurt with like the clay mixer so they're super strict about getting all the materials and treating them well what would an art degree do for me in the world would it help me get a job or would I be able to acquire a job as an illustrator or a uh, freelance artist with a gallery just as easily without a degree you know this is a question that I, I am not an expert on answering this question, but I'll just tell you how it was for me. Um, art school is kind of 
notorious for just helping you become a better artist, like figuring out what your vision is as an artist and what you want to say. Um, because I think, you know, colleges sometimes tend to be a little bit more concept heavy. Like they want you to be your own person. They want you to have your own point of view. And then they want to send you off into the world to say something and to be able to say something with your art. Well, unless you take any business classes or, or classes about entrepreneurship or dealing with money or dealing with clients, dealing with deadlines and things like that, you won't from purely just getting an art degree per se, be skilled in those other areas. So I would say my best advice would just be to be a person who's very employable. So show up on time. Um, be know responsible. How to, yes, be <laughs> responsible. Know how to talk to people. Don't burn bridges. <laughs> even, at, even if you're just working at the local coffee shop, don't burn um, a bridge with any of your employers because every single person that you meet is a potential connection and is a potential person that you would get to work with um, on a long-term basis. So uh, to answer your question, I think specifically just getting an art degree may not give you all the skills that you'd need, but it would be a good start. And um, I think that it also teaches a lot of perseverance. So for you to persevere in other areas, I think it's a good one. Okay. Does an art degree always include nude studies? I think most art pro most art programs will include nude model drawing. So that, for the listeners out there, um, if you are going to any state university, usually you will have something called life drawing. And right before uh, Felicity and I talked, I was actually gonna show her some of my, um, some of my figure drawing work and I can't find my portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> so she has not seen my nude studies. But uh, that is definitely something that pretty much across the board you're going to have to take. The idea being that the human body is the most complicated, most complex, most beautiful thing in creation. And art instructors really want you to know, first of all, um, how to sketch things quickly. Like a person changes positions and they all have a very unique face so you're never drawing the same little sphere or cylinder on the table the same coffee mug you are drawing a living breathing human person who moves and who has like a sense of action to them and gesture so these are all of the principles i guess that would go into studying the human form and you know people like michelangelo people like leonardo da vinci these historic artists, they all did figure studies like this, whether it was on the autopsy table or a person from life. So, What is the application process like for getting into art school? Okay, so if you're getting into an art school that is specifically just an art school, not a state university, they're going to want to see your portfolio. They'll ask you for specific pieces. Every, I think everyone is a little different with how they go about that process, but usually they have a day where you can come and visit the college 
and you can bring your work with you and you can sit down with one of the instructors and they will piece through your art. They'll kind of talk to you about it. And then a couple months later, you'll get, well, you'll fill out the application. And then a couple months later, you'll get the letter in the mail, whether or not they have okay. accepted your work. So how would you say, like, to pick out which art pieces you would bring to um, something like that? Like, how do you know which ones to pick that would best showcase your work? Yeah, I would say you've probably kind of already understood what your strengths are by now as an artist, if you've been self-taught all these years. So you probably have something that's like your favorite subject matter. Um, I would choose a few in those series of types of work. Say it's portraits. If you really like doing portraits, Mm -hmm. pick your three best portraits and um, show those. But they will want to see a variety. They will want to see you with... Pencil. Yeah, how how you do with pencil, how you do with charcoal, how you do with clay how you do with mixed media, photography, even graphic design. I mean, that is one that wasn't like too huge when I was going to school. I also didn't want to do much of my studying in graphic design. Um, But if you do have graphic design work, any little bit that you can show and show your best, I would say just pick your best. Okay. Um, As an artist today, can you describe some alternative routes for an art career without going to college? Yes. (laughs) This is one of my favorite questions because this is what I did. (laughs) I didn't get any um, business training in school. I pretty much just focused on my art studies in school. So whether or not that was a good idea initially, um, because I did let things go like my math studies and my English studies. I just didn't do my homework. I was not a great student in those classes, but I wanted to spend all of my time in the studio doing art. So that's what I did. Um, So I didn't graduate. I left school early. I wasn't sure exactly how I wanted to focus my skill set. I didn't know that I wanted to do printmaking or if I wanted to go into sculpture or into another study. So because I was paying for it myself and I didn't know, I just said, I'm going to take a year off, which it turned into longer than just a year off where I met my husband and we settled down and we had a family and now I'm kind of back into doing my artwork. Um, but I, I would say that, um, your life is just going to be what you make of it and the skills that you gain now are important but the skills that you keep gaining through your life are just as important Um, so now I teach and I make coursework online for students like you and I have I have just really enjoyed selling my my digital products online like that and Instagram and Facebook and other social platforms are really great ways to show your work because they're visual Mm-hmm. And you can communicate with so many different people and connect with so many different people online. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm going to start like my own business soon, um, which I'll start off by selling calendars. And it's going to be called Stars and Lemons. And then I have a few other projects and stuff. But I am excited to see like where it will take me. And like, I don't know if I'll actually go to college for art or um, I might also take like some writing classes too so I can be like 
um, illustrate my own books and like write and design my covers and stuff. Um, and I, I don't know. I'll see where that takes me. Well, Felicity, um, I'm so glad you came with some questions and you had some really good ones. I wonder if any of the listeners out, out there have had similar questions or if they similarly want to start their own business or if they want to become a self-taught artist. And I would love to get your questions and your feedback too. So please ask and uh, let me know. But as we were talking here, I had some questions for Felicity. She showed me her sketchbook before we went on air. And I'm so glad she did that because for me, it takes me usually takes me a little while before I show people my art. It's kind of a personal thing. And I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure you felt that way about your stuff too. I I like showing my art, but I also definitely have things in my sketchbook where I'm not happy with them and either I tear them out like <laughs> sometimes um I'll randomly just like tear something out and like rip it up and people are like oh my like <laughs> that was kind of violent but um I don't know it kind of it probably would depend on the piece but I also I enjoy a lot of like probably a lot of um, praise for my art not that it always like deserves that um yeah yeah <laughs> but you know it's good having like a mom who like supports me and really likes my art yeah <laughs> if I can say if I can say that <laughs> yeah yeah I I don't know maybe I just have like a different perspective or mm-hmm. something I don't know <laughs> yeah well you showed me some neat sketches that you had done for your calendar tell us mm-hmm. a little bit about that what your vision is for that calendar um so every year I do um a calendar and it started a few years ago I was just doing a pen drawing of a girl who um, was out in the snow and then um I I don't know I made more and um probably mom asked me like if I wanted to do like a calendar or something or maybe I can't even remember it might have been my own idea um but then the next year I did um fairy houses which were mushrooms um I have learned a new technique on how to like draw mushrooms from a magazine so I had been practicing and then it just kind of became the next thing and then um I did characters from books like I did book covers um not from a specific book cover but like I made it um like based off the book um and then last year I did something called Inktober um and I was very determined that I was going to prove to myself that I could like follow through on something and be consistent so I did um I would post every day throughout October before midnight um, (laughs) a um, pen drawing to do with the prompt for that day. And so I didn't really have time um, to do anymore because I had always thought that I needed to have the calendar done around October. Um, So I just picked some of my favorites from that and we used that. Um, But this year... I always get, like, all these different ideas of, like, what I'm going to draw and what I'm going to make for my theme. Um, 
and first I've actually probably went through a few different themes um, while finding this one, but um, I sometimes make these um, like colorful um, kind of just random colors that kind of work, kind of don't, um, and I just kind of, I have a lot of practice drawing like girls, so I just go with what I have the most practice with, like I draw the outline of the face first, and then, um, or maybe even the neck first, and then I just start adding to it, um, the hair or the lips, and, um, it all, it's all very, very fun, a lot of, um, watercolor. Um, probably like my favorite technique that I like to do, if I can call it that, um, I like to do pencil and then I go over with watercolor and then um, I love adding pen because the pen kind of like pulls out like the little details that maybe um, could be a little bit darker or um, I think this technique is called hatching where I kind of do like crossed lines over different parts where I want it to be a little darker. Um, but yeah, that's kind of a little bit um, about my calendar yeah. <laughs> or a lot. Um, <laughs> and that's called, well, the business that you're going to start is called what again? Stars and Lemons. Stars and Lemons. Um, speaking of your work, how is learning. What do you like to do to learn a new skill? What is the first thing that you think of to do? Um, well, a lot of it just comes randomly, like from a lot of different things. Like I said before, one thing just came from, um, if you've heard of the Wild and Free magazine, um, this lady, Kristen Rogers, she sometimes does a little tutorial of like drawing. And so for mushrooms, I learned kind of how to do that. Um, I also learned from that to do um, light colors first and then go over with dark, um, which it's, it's little things like that, like that I'll, I'll just remember. Or um, like maybe if I like watch a video um, of like somebody painting or something, then maybe I'll remember like how they were um, painting that or kind of um, like I remember drawing mountains for a while because I, I saw somebody drawing mountains in a video. So I just kind of followed like what I remembered them doing from that. Yeah. And then um, I have a saved file on my Instagram that just has like you know, I'll see in, like, suggested or, um, people sharing or something. I, just stuff that inspires me or videos, um, stuff like that, really. Just very random places. <laughs> Whatever inspires you. Sounds yeah. like you just kind of gather inspiration. And yes. That. Well, and she was telling me that she sketches these portraits from her imagination, so it's just a good time for her to kind of relax and sketch something just right out of her imagination. Yeah, and a lot of it is really just practice because I, I draw, like, the main thing I draw is girls, and it's been like that for the longest time. And I don't always do portraits. Sometimes I'll do, like, full body and stuff. Um, and I like to 
I'll put little things that I kind of wish I had maybe in them. Like um, a lot of times maybe you'll see freckles in um, my pictures because I wish that I had freckles. <laughs> um, I have a few, but I don't have nearly as many as I wish I had. Um, or maybe like a certain hair type or, um, or I'll draw clothes that I wish that, you know, I had or could be designed a certain way like I don't know (laughs) yeah it sounds like me as a kid I always drew clothes and things that would pair well and then my little cartoon girls yeah yeah it must just be must just be a good theme if people want to follow you online is that a thing you want them yes, to do? Yes, that's totally fine. My okay. What's Instagram. your Instagram? My Instagram is Flissy Art Girl. Um, it's a open account, so like it's not private. Um, you'll definitely probably if you scroll, you'll find different art um, posts, and I have um, in my stories on my account on like my homepage. Um, you'll see Art Twenty Twenty and Art Two Nineteen and to 18 so like if you want to see like how my art has evolved since um, a few years ago um, that's a way to do it but I warn you there's a lot you'll have to click through (laughs) (laughs) well that's better than none I'm so encouraged that you share and that you're not afraid to share and so yeah I think thank you for coming on the podcast today and just talking with me and chatting with me about this. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me. I I have been very nervous for part <laughs> of the time, but um yeah, it's it's been it's definitely been fun. Awesome. All right. We will talk with you later. Okay. <laughs> All right. I was so thankful to get to talk to her. It was just refreshing to talk to someone who's really just at the beginning of their life in so many ways and has the world so open to her and she has so many opportunities and we're going to hear from Felicity just kind of a like a follow-up where she is now later but for now I had some afterthoughts I, I I got thinking after really I mean and I know you parent you've had this question in your mind too what is the university system going to be like in 10 years? Are things just totally going to break here soon? Because let's talk about cost here for a second. These numbers are Google searches here on September 22nd, 2021. The in-state tuition for the college I went to, the university, is currently for the year $9,522. That is not counting room and board. And that is not counting art supplies and materials. I spent $700 my first semester in art school on art supplies. So that was kind of getting me my starter pack. I understand that too. But the cost just grew from there. So you got to think about those factors as well. Um, But that's the lower end of things. Let's just poke around here on Google once more. The Chicago Institute of Art tuition for a year is $50,920 for a year. So if we take that multiplied by four, that's 
$211,444, not counting room and board, not counting art supplies, and that is an undergraduate degree alone. That's four years in school. All right, we've got a comparable, very well-known art school, Rhode Island School of Design. So this would be a focused program and this is when you're like, you're going to art school, just like the Chicago Institute. And this would not be like university, a state university. This is $52,000 a year, um, a little more than that, actually about $53,000 a year. Again, you need to calculate that's just one year. So times four plus art supplies, plus room and board and all your living costs. Now that was just undergraduate getting a master's degree in education usually costs 55,200. On average, the cost of a master's degree in arts is about $72,000. So, I mean, I mean, we're just talking about, this is what it's like now. Talk about inflation 10 years from now. I mean, I hate to be a pessimist, but what are we looking at here? So, I mean, you really have to weigh your, you really have to think about your why. And now I'm kind of going to get into some ideological things here. So stick with me. We all know that the world has a system of values. They have a worldview. The world is bent on really themselves. And one thing I saw in art school that was very common is just this obsession with the self, this obsession with my ideas, my perspective, what do I want to say with my artistic voice and how am I going to use my talent to really elevate me and to make me seem like the all important, all knowing elite person that I am. So I'm not saying that's, I'm not saying that's everyone. Please don't hear me with that. But I'm just saying there is a little bit of an obsession about the self and not really a little, a lot, I would say a lot of obsession about the self. So mix that with the postmodern ideologies, the nihilism that we have going on, the feminism, the all the isms that that are just running rampant out in the world without really a balancing check on those from a more conservative perspective or a a person who believes that that there is truth and beauty and goodness and can be measured. So I believe that truth and beauty and goodness are all qualities and characteristics of our creator. And he is the most beautiful. He is beauty incarnate. And so obviously, we're going to have a very ugly world, a very, um, a, just a world that's sinking further and further down into hell, just based on the fact that most people don't even acknowledge that there is a creator or they are actively suppressing the truth and unrighteousness as we know from Romans that that is what uh, gives us over to our 
sinful desires is that we suppress the truth and unrighteousness and then we are given over to our sins and our lusts of the flesh and of our mind. So I'm saying this to say someone who you've raised in your home that you have spent so much time educating and giving them opportunities and really setting a foundation for them to understand the world they're I mean they're going to come up against some serious stuff in school no matter what they do but I do think that especially in the arts there is a there there's a heavier presence of all of the um the ideological stuff because honestly a lot of the content later in school you start getting into concept you start getting into like you start presenting your work and having shows and doing lectures and it's a lot of talking it's a lot of explaining your art it's a lot of honestly hand weaviness (laughs) that happens and goes on and it's not you know it's not everyone there are some very good artists who never uh never thought to even kind of get in just go down that road of temptation but what I'm saying is think about what you student want to do with your life think about um if you if you see that as really a mission field for you you really could see that as a mission field that you want to share the love of the lord with people in art school or if you're going into dance or music you know anything in the arts i think you will need to have a very strong basis of foundation if you are a christian if you are loving and serving the lord uh remember that he is the reason why you have the gifts and the talents that you do and the desires that you do and so it's not a bad thing to want to go to art school but you just got to know that going in that it's going to be a fight i think it's going to be a fight for you all right so aside from the ideological the financial thirdly Do we want to maybe just go down the path of having an apprenticeship with an artist that you enjoy, that you'd like to start kind of following in their footsteps in a way of, you know, if you would like to own a gallery, if you would like to be an illustrator, if you would like to publish books, if you would like to show paintings sell paintings if you want to be a sculpture artist if you want to do a bunch of residencies that's really what you have to start thinking about right now if you're if you're in high school if you're ready to take the next step or just to think about what your college plans are or your after school trade school uh, working vocational life will be I, I think you need to think about what skills you can gain from someone who's already in the business or in that vocation currently because I'll tell you what when I talked with Felicity you you heard her ask me what is art school going to do for me in the world and do they teach you how to run an art business no they don't teach you how to run an art business you need to have some financial know-how you need to um understand marketing in this crazy new online world that we have that's an entire rabbit hole in and of itself 
And there's always the interpersonal things. There's always communication that you can work on. There's always going to be problems in dealing with another person. And uh, it's just the nature of it. So you will have to do your own work. And you honestly will have to do your own set of research on the particular field that you want to go into. And I I hope that you can remember back to the conversation that I had with Maria Coriel Martin about this. I asked her, how many jobs do you think are in your field of work? What you do, how many, how many people do what you do? And she said, I don't know, but I just made my own path. I created my own job description and I created my own, uh, my own line of work. So I just decided that I was going to do that. I was going to use my skills in art. I was going to use my interest in science and I was going to combine them to do explorational art and science studies with all of the painting that she does. So I think that we just need to be really creative about how we look at our future here. There will be something that the Lord has for you, many things the Lord has for you through your life. And you also don't need to do just one thing. I think, why? Can't we be like W.G. Collingwood, where we are, uh, what's the word he uses? We're polymaths. We are interested in many different things. Don't you want to do that with your life? I mean, you know, you could really crave the stability, quote unquote, of having a nine to five job and going to work for someone else. Uh, but oftentimes artists, we don't really, uh, we don't really work well with somebody telling us what to do, honestly. And, you know, I'm learning, but I think owning your own business is extremely valuable. And it can be extremely educative and very, very challenging. So I would just encourage you to really think about what you'd like to do, what you're good at, um, all of maybe the different things that you have been interested in the past, how those might work together. Think about places you want to travel to. Think about how you can mix a different subject with what what you like. I know um, an artist who does like historical literary tales in his illustrations. I know someone else who <laughs> works at a deli and she likes to make art with meat, um, which is very interesting. But all that to say, this is kind of a strange new world that we live in. So you are going to probably be a trailblazer of some kind. Have the courage of an explorer. Have the courage of an artist who is not not afraid to try things. I mean, for goodness sake, be, be open to failure. I've fallen down so many times on my face and had to get back up again. And I've, I've felt like I've had so many dead ends with things vocationally too. But I realized that everything I'd studied and every little job or task I'd had along the way really helped me be a better mom and a better homeschool mom and a wife. And I know that that's my ultimate calling is to be uh, raising my children because they're 
they're the generation coming up under me. So what I'm saying is that I don't want you to be in bondage to needing to know, and we don't know our future, but you don't need to know your future so much. You are plenty capable of learning new skills. It's a matter of character, really, that that you'd be a hard worker, that you would be persevering, that you would show grace to people, that you would be responsible, show up on time, give people the benefit of the doubt, answer emails uh, with courtesy, you know, do all these things that show that you have good character. And that will, that will translate into so many different things that you can do in a career or many. Okay. I am done with my spiel there. Hope you held on for long. But speaking of uh, lines of work, I'm so thankful to be an online art teacher. And you can find my courses on my website at Bestowing the Brush right now. I have a beginner brush drawing charcoal and chalk course called Foundations in Drawing. And I have an intermediate course, which is called Brush, Chalk, and Charcoal, Framing Your World. And for that one, I make heavy use of a picture plane, which I also sell. And that's my only physical product right now, besides my digital courses. You can also get a bundle of those courses for a great deal. And I have co-op pricing. I have co-op pricing so that on my website, you will see as a group course rate. So be, be checking those things out and also email me if you have any questions because I am so happy to answer. It often helps me answer a question for another person as well because I've kind of pre-thought the answer out anytime someone else asks me a similar question. This is a community online, and I'm very thankful that we do have a community mindset here at Bestowing the Brush, that we all help each other and we have humility about um, what we do and how we work through these drawing skills together. I'm just so glad. So please also share your photos with me on Instagram or through email. I love sharing those on my newsletter, and usually we'll try to share them in my stories on Friday. I'll do like a whole story about it for Fessile Friday what I call that. Um, so yeah, you can have your work featured there, but I, I don't want you to stress out about how it looks. Like obviously with bestowing the brush, we are not about perfection. We are not about a pretty picture. We're about practice. We are about habits, practice, knowing where you're at and where you're going and that it's a personal struggle. It's your own personal, I hate to say the word journey. It's very, it's very cliche. It is a journey though. It's your own stair step path that you're going up and it doesn't look like anyone else's. So share those with me at bestowing the brush on Instagram or bestowing the brush at gmail.com. All right. Do also, as you're on my website, sign up for my newsletter my newsletter people, the brush club people get the best deals. I always give you a heads up on my launch and I give you a discount code usually for 15 to 20% off when there's any new product launched. Um, those discounts usually just go for the digital courses, picture planes, because they require shipping and handling. I usually don't give discounts on those. 
Um, but yeah, if you're doing Framing Your World, the intermediate course, definitely, definitely check out the picture plane. It'll save you a lot of time. You won't need to DIY it at all. And stay tuned this semester for an episode about picture planes and how to make your own, if you'd like to do that. All right, that's all I have for you today. Thank you for letting me have your ear. Follow Felicity at Felicity Art Girl on Instagram. Then her business page is called stars.and.lemons on Instagram. And, okay, here's a little bit from her today. Currently, I'm thinking on illustrating books and continuing to grow my art business. I don't know that I have a desire to go into college, but I am open to the possibilities of life, and I am willing for God's direction. I'm working on a new project titled The Colors of Home Collection, which will be my 2021 calendar launch featuring sweet interiors and the loving mother's dining tables and happy books within. You can find me on Instagram on my business stars.and.lemons or my home, Flissy Art Girl.